Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. On March 12, 1979, a crowd gathered in front of the elegant town hall in Marlebone at the feet of Regent's Park. The crowd grew thicker by the minute. Journalists, passerbys, and disheartened teenage girls were all there, their eyes fixed on the same window on the building's upper floor. A few minutes earlier, Paul McCartney and Linda Eastman had greeted the crowd from that window. And then, silence. The wait was long and the tension was palpable. And there they were. Paul and Linda emerged from the town hall, facing the surrounding crowd, and they kissed. It had happened. Paul McCartney, the last remaining unmarried Beatle, had gotten married. This moment unleashed torrents of tears among the young girls present that day. The meeting between Linda Eastman and Paul McCartney took place three years earlier at the club called The Bag O'Nails. That evening, Georgie Fame was performing on stage. Paul and Linda were seated at different tables, and it was from a distance that their eyes met, then met again. Truth be told, Paul found it hard not to look at Linda. He mustered up the courage and approached her. She already knew him, of course. He had also heard about her. He knew she was a photographer and American. Linda Eastman was originally from New York. She grew up in a family of corporate lawyers. As a professional photographer, she quickly found her preferred subject, rock music. She spent a lot of time at the Fillmore East, a concert venue in the East Village. There, she captured iconic shots of Jimi Hendrix, The Who, and B.B. King. Then she went to London with a project to photograph English rock stars. And that's precisely why, just a few days after their meeting at the club, Linda and Paul found themselves together again. That afternoon, the launch of the Sgt. Pepper's Lonely Hearts Club album took place at Brian Epstein's home, the Beatles manager. Linda was there to take photos, but she still managed to find some time to chat with Paul. Then she returned to New York. Paul couldn't stop thinking about this beautiful blonde. He remembered how she held her camera delicately balanced at the end of her long, graceful fingers. He gave her a call, 
and a few weeks later, they met again in Los Angeles. They began to discover each other. They talked about music, photography, art. They found common ground. In fact, there was never a moment of silence in their conversations. They always had so much to say to each other and a shared desire to explore even more. So when they said goodbye, Paul invited Linda to visit him at his home in London. When Linda discovered Paul's apartment, she burst into laughter. He lived with very few pieces of furniture, and it was notably messy. The fridge was empty, and the floor was a bit dirty. The cliché of an unmarried man who wasn't very mature, despite his international fame. But Linda didn't hold it against him. She spent a few weeks by his side. During this time, the Beatles were in the studio, and the atmosphere wasn't exactly harmonious. The album they were recording, Let It Be, would actually be the group's last. In the studio, there was Paul, John, Ringo, and George. But there was also Yoko, all the time. John even had a bed installed in the studio for her. The discomfort was palpable. Linda, on the other hand, kept a low profile. She visited Paul from time to time. She even participated a little bit. You can hear her in the backing vocals of the song, Let It Be. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. After the recording was finished, they felt the need for some fresh air. So Linda suggested to Paul that they take the car and go on a road trip, just the two of them. He asked her where they were going, and she replied that it didn't matter. When Paul and Linda got married in 1969, not everyone was pleased. And I'm not just talking about the slightly disappointed prepubescent teenagers. The press, as usual, was not kind or rather downright sexist towards the young bride. She was criticized because she was American and already a mother to a little girl named Heather, whom Paul would later adopt. Linda was pregnant at the time of the wedding. She gave birth to Mary a few months later. During this time, tensions within the Beatles escalated and Paul decided to leave the group. With Linda and their two children, they set off for Scotland. There, in a small secluded cottage, they lived rather modestly. Paul was rich, rich thanks to the Beatles, but it was money he didn't have a use for. Everything was frozen while the legal matters were being resolved. They lived off of Linda's savings. Paul goes through a depression. The breakup of the Beatles deeply affects him. He drinks, he sleeps, barely bothering to wash himself. But Linda is there. With her constant support, Paul begins to glimpse the idea of composing music again, of launching his new career. And one thing is certain, Linda will be part of it. Paul teaches her music, singing and keyboards. In the small studio they set up in their Scottish home, they record Paul's first solo album together, titled McCartney. But in 1971, the year of their second daughter Stella's birthday, the desire to reunite as a collective becomes apparent. Paul wants to form a new band, and it's called Wings, with Linda naturally being part of it. The group tours for a good 10 years, with the bond between Linda and Paul never weakening. In 1977, their son James is born. Afterward, 
Paul focuses on his solo career and Linda on her own. Her first album is released in 1998, posthumously, as Linda had contracted cancer and passed away at the age of 56. Following her death, Paul continues to showcase her photographic and musical work. He never ceases to praise this woman, the love of his life, the one who helped him become his true self after the Beatles, when he no longer believed it was possible. Thank you for listening to this episode of Love Me, Love Me Not. If you enjoy this podcast, please let others know by giving us a rating and leaving comments on your favorite listening platform.